Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Music from the Curator's Chair. I am the curator himself, Scott, and here we are. Today is, I do believe, Friday, June 11th. Tomorrow is Record Store Day, and as we speak, I will be doing a multi-part podcast, which is something I have not really done before. This is going to be a very special one that is going to be either released this weekend on the 12th, on the 13th of June, or it's going to be released sometime next week when I get through the three albums I plan on getting through. The first one actually is a special one to me because it is an album that I've wanted for a long time, and it's also not, it's not really an album I've wanted for a long time, but it's the first of many that I've been, like, I've been wanting to hear a collection of all of the like, content that Noel Gallagher has released, and that is his greatest hits album. Back the Way We Came, Volume 1, 2011 to 2021, which has two new songs on there that are unreleased, and the rest are from his original albums. And then there's a third disc that has unreleased content that's mostly instrumental, acoustic versions of certain songs and some remixes. I'm going to talk about the acoustic versions of some of the songs, as well as the remixes. And one demo, as well as the two songs that are brand new on this one. Because those are going to be the basics of what I'm going to really sink my teeth into and talk about a little bit more. I will talk about how, like, I'll talk about the album, this LP overall, but I'm not going to talk super in depth as I would with the original songs that I've known for a long time. And I do plan on making a review on No Gallagher's debut as well as his second album Chasing Yesterday and it's a Who Build the Moon. Those are the three I'm going to focus on later on down the road. I might even do it sometime in July, might ne- do it next month, might do it 6 months from now. I don't know. I might do the ten- you know what? I might actually for this year in November, I plan on maybe doing a revisit of uh, Noel Gallagher's debut album. I might do that. I might do it all in full and listen to it all completely and get my thoughts on it on its 10th anniversary. That's what what I might do as well as talk about Chasing Yesterday as well as Who Built the Moon. Because I know Who Built the Moon came out around the same month as Noel Gallagher's first album, but it came out in 2017. But that's beside the fact. Basically, what I want to talk about in this one is there's several songs that I love on like from his music that I'm glad he included. And I kind of wish he included a couple more, but then again, it's I'm not. I kind of wish he included all like some of the unknown, like some of the not so well known hits because they weren't really radio play based hits per se, but the hits that I think were great on the albums. But that's that's fine. It is a greatest hits album, anyways. It's not like meant to be like he curates all these tracks and. He says, oh, these weren't hits, but I want them to be hits. You know what I mean? He doesn't do that, I don't think. But I wish he had some demo versions of some of those songs on here, but that's fine. That's beside the fact. The first album that he had content for that was on this album is Everybody's on the Run, The Death of You and Me, A.K.A. What a Life, and If I Had a Gun. Those are from his first album. And those are both, they're they're all great. They're all great songs. Like I said, I'm going to get into depth and more detail about them later on. 
The next set of music that he had was from Chasing Yesterday, which was In the Heat of the Moment, Riverman, Lock All the Doors, The Dying of the Light, and Battle of the Mighty Eye. Battle of the Mighty Eye and In the Heat of the Moment were the first two singles from that album. And I'll even say the first couple of singles from um, Noel originally were The Death of You and Me, If I Had a Gun, and AKA What a Life. And those three are actually spectacular. To this day, I will listen to them as well. There is one, there are two more that had that were also pretty good, Dream On, and everybody's on the run. He should have added Dream On, but at the same time, I can understand why he didn't. It's not a big deal. But I kind of wish he included some of the B-sides as well, because there are five B-sides out there, some of which people may know, like a lot of the, like, some may not. Who knows? But I know that the actual main title, like the main tracks I want to talk about are We're On Our Way Now, and flying on the ground. I will talk about where we're on our way now. Now, because this one was the first single he released from this album. Because it's not really a true album album. It's a greatest hits album. It's something that he's gonna do uh, one now, and then he's probably gonna do one in twenty like from twenty twenty one to twenty thirty one. Who knows? I know he's doing one now. That's saying, hey, I've I've done content. I've done it for a long time. Let's release some of the old stuff and here we go you know what i mean we're on our way now actually sounds quite amazing the music just sounds spectacular it sounds like old oasis kind of with noel on it with a little bit of the new noel as well it's almost like an almost like an oasis track if they've aged themselves a little bit better in the past couple of years and it sounds amazing i personally think the guitar works great the piano sounds great the music video it's pretty interesting. It has Matt Smith in it. Hello, uh, fanboys and fangirls of Doctor Who. Hello, hello, anyone out there? It's the Doctor. That's beside the fact. Anyways, the next uh, the next part of the LP, which has some of his stuff from his next couple of projects. First song on there is Black Star Dancing. We all know how much I love that one. And then Holy Mountain. And a bunch of these ones are from... Who Built the Moon, and his three EPs. It goes Blockstar Dancing, Holy Mountain, which got remastered, apparently. I guess the original cut wasn't so good, but it sounds great either way. A Dream I Need to Get By, This is the Place, It's a Beautiful World, which is a great song on there. Blue Moon Rising, and then Dead in the Water, which he doesn't have a, a studio version of. He has a live version of on both Who Built the Moon and this one. And it's at RTA 2 fm studios in dublin it's still a great song it's just him on the acoustic guitar and i think there's maybe a piano in the background i can't recall but it's just it the video for it was kind of interesting but it's still a great song i think then flying on the ground another song that he thinks is his best ever and he said and i quote Flying on the Ground is literally the best thing I've released since the last thing I've released. If Brokeback Rock wrote for Motown, this is what it would sound like. Only not as good, obviously. As much as I love Noel, he's a cheeky bastard for that. I personally think I can agree, but at the same time, he's a cheeky fucking bastard. I love him for it. He is a fucking genius. as what he said on Mark Hoppus's, uh music talk which show that he had however long ago. But I know with... Um, What's his name? I know he has... He worked... He likes to hang out with someone from Radio X, I think? I can't recall. 
not Matt Smith, but I'm trying to think. Um, I can't remember his name right now. The guy that's on Radio X. I can't remember who the person is, but I'll remember maybe later on when I am. I'll probably do it in the editor's note, but that doesn't matter. But basically, I think Flying on the Ground is not bad. The third uh, set of songs on this LP is basically a bunch of instrumental and instrumental, a bunch of instrumental acoustic versions and remixes of certain songs. It's a beautiful world in its entirety as an instrumental. Sounds great. I kind of like how it has, I kind of wish I heard a, a proper remix of it. I know there is a remix EP out there. I'm not the biggest fan of it. But I was hoping to see another remix that he could have found a way to get out there. And if I'm honest, it's not bad. It's not bad as an instrumental itself. You can kind of just listen to it, no problem. And just have it play in the background. Almost like you're at a lounge or something like that. And then he has the acoustic version of If I Had a Gun. Which, I only heard one version of it once somewhere. It wasn't this version, which sounded more like... The demo version that he did originally, but he did the acoustic track, and it sounds a lot better. Then he has an instrumental version of his 12-inch remix of Black Star Dancing and the Skeleton Key remix of Black Star Dancing. I'm not going to talk about the instrumental version because there's no point. I already talked about that version. I already talked about the 12-inch remix already, so there's no point in me talking about it before. And the Skeleton Key remix on this sounds very different, but it also sounds kind of interesting as well. It's very trippy. And then the next one I want to talk about was The Man Who Built the Moon, which is technically the title track for his third album, Who Built the Moon, in a sense. But it's not. At the same time, I really, really, really love this version a lot. It was one of those ones that I could just sink my teeth into and just just enjoy it in the moment you know and it was one of those ones i just i didn't expect to hear at all like acoustically and just it sounds so much better than the original version don't get me wrong i love the original version but at the same time i could listen to this if i'm in a very very upset state that i could the original the original sounds more angry and aggressive but uh, the re- the word, what else do we have on here after that? We have a demo for a song called International Magic, which, if I recall correctly, was actually the title of his Live at the O2 uh, live record, like live video that he did a while back, back in like 2012, I think. But he never did anything with it, which kind of sucks. Like, he never did another one like that, I don't think. But he, I think he had it, uh, Passing the uh, Speed of Magic or something like that, like a demo CD that he had. That wasn't bad either, which had some good songs. Like, that had some stuff on there that later became a part of Chasing Yesterday. Like, one song was Freaky Teeth, which, to be honest, I love that song. But, like I said, I'll talk about those songs later in the future. Then we have uh, the Sons of, Sons of the Desert. Not destroyed. Sons of the Desert remix of Blue Moon Rising, which is very, very 
trippy and ingenuitive and very out there. The next track that I wanted to talk about was the Dying of the Light acoustic version, which, oh boy, that song is a very hard one to get through. I mean, I've heard a couple acoustic versions of this song before. This one just sounds just as good as the original ones I've heard, as well as the studio version of the song. I love it. It's just, it's a heartbreaking song, but it works. It's a it's a sad song, but it works to sink that imagery into your head and not let go. Well, um, we have another skeleton key remix, but this is from this this is for this is the place from the this is the place EP technically song wise, but if I'm honest, I kind of like this remix a lot more than the original song itself i actually still have issues with that song i don't like it at all i don't like how it feels listening to it this that this remix actually made me enjoy it more if i'm honest i'd never expected to say that i would that i would enjoy this song more but you know what i'm happy that i was able to reflect on it more and say you know what maybe i was wrong to be so aggressive towards it but at the same time i still don't have a big love for it as i would like there is an instrumental version of it that i thought was okay then we have an instrumental version of no actually we have a another revision of black star dancing by the reflex another revision of the revision it feels like or maybe just an extended version i can't recall but I know it sounds quite good on this one. I didn't expect it to be a little bit longer than the original track that they had on the first uh, Black Star Dancing EP. But it works. Excuse me. And then comes the last song on this album, which is Be Careful What You Wish For Instrumental, which is another song from Who Built the Moon. A lot of these songs are from Who Built the Moon, for the most part, or Chasing Yesterday. Or some of the EP stuff for the remix. Like for the third CD. And if I'm honest, I like it. It's not the best in the world. But I like it nevertheless. Because just it makes me enjoy it even more. So and it's just like wow. It's just it's one of those things. And it's just like I never expected it. But. If I had to give this album a, a true rating. I already know. I'm only rating. The two songs themselves. As well as the third LP, third CD out of the three because I don't want to rate the other two because that just feels kind of cheating because I'm then going to be biased if I rate those ones and then go back and later and change my score. I don't want to do that. So I would say to these ones, I would give this one a solid, as much as I love Noel, I cannot give it more than an 8 out of 10. I'm sorry, I love Noel. I'm not trying to be biased here. I'm trying to be as accurate as I could be. The next couple of LPs that I'm going to be reviewing this over this weekend will be No Gods, Only Masters by Garbage. Which, yeah, clever title, guys. No, No Gods, No Masters, I mean to say. I know I heard some of the stuff already on it. It's quite the difference. And it's definitely been a couple years since I've heard a new Garbage LP. Maybe it's been, like, the last time I remember listening to one was in 2011, but it wasn't 
a new one because I know they made one a couple years ago and I never listened to that one. But this might be a good uh, comeback for them maybe because they haven't done an album in quite a while. I know the last one they did was like five years ago. And the next one will be the debut from Mammoth WVH. I will probably do that one first after this review. And then I will probably do No Gods, No Masters. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I might just do that one and then that one. I don't know. I'll do however order I want. But I know when this gets released, there's going to be this part, the Mammoth WVH part, as well as my record day like feelings and just what i pick up if i pick up anything new if i want to tell you about it yada yada it just stuff like that and last part will be my final thoughts on everything that happened during record store day and um overall my final score on everything more or less that'll be my final score so this will be a four to five part podcast but don't worry, it will be hopefully released by the end of this weekend. If not, it'll be sometime next week. But I will still talk about it. There is another LP that I know is coming out this week as well that I know... Or maybe it's next week, I can't recall. I think it's um, next week. I'm not too certain, but I know there's another LP that I want to talk about. But I don't know if it comes out... Today or not. But it will be the album by Styx, which I do believe comes out either today or next week. I'm not sure. But it's been a couple years since they've released one, so I know for a fact it'll be interesting to see what happens. I just know that there'll be a couple things that come out who knows i just know the new album comes out pretty soon and i know i'll and check it out other than that stay tuned for part two three and possibly four because if you don't stay tuned then what am i and then you got free will do whatever but in that ladies and gentlemen i will see you all in the next podcast review and i will see you next time and transmission Hey everyone and welcome back to Amazing from the Curator's Chair. I'm your host Scott and this is the second of three or four or five parts. I don't know how many parts we're going to do of a Record Store Day special. This one is a, well it's an emotional one for this, this one. For me anyways because basically the past two, the past couple things I've done with this have been, I've mostly kind of steered towards rock music instead of other genres of music that I like. It's only because a lot of the stuff that I've been listening to has been mostly rock. There hasn't been any new soul or any classical soul albums that I've been wanting to take a gander at listening to and just kind of say, hey, let's check these out while we like while everything's going to hell in a sense. Because, well, there hasn't been anything I've noticed that I wanted to listen to that's in like a classic album that I want to listen to and go back and check out at all. There's been nothing of that sort in a while for me. But uh, this came out, this second album came out today, and one of the first songs I ever heard from it was a heartbreaker for me. Especially because I used to like Van Halen a lot when I was younger. I still sort of do like Van Halen. I don't like a lot of Van Halen, but I know 
the history behind it and to know that Wolfgang Van like to know Vol like Eddie Van Halen's passing shocked everyone is kind of still heartbreaking to this day but it's been a couple months since it's been at least eight months or so since that happened but uh to know that his son Wolfgang Van Halen Eddie's son has uh, released one called Mammoth WBH which is short for Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen which is actually the original name of what Van Halen the band Van Halen was actually called Mammoth one of the original early names that they had at the beginning of time when they did start out. So to hear Wolfgang be allowed to actually use this name, his dad was completely excited for it. He's like, yeah, go for it. Like, he was enthusiastic. He was ecstatic. He actually was extremely great about it. He was happy about it. To hear this album, it's about 14 tracks. It's around an hour. A lot of it is quite good. The first couple of tracks on this album, I'm not the biggest fan of, but the last song... As a heartbreaker, it's a real, like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still sad that Eddie is gone. And to hear this song coming out of uh, Wolfgang makes it sound like he's just as upset still to this day that his father is gone and we'll never see him again. And you know what? I don't blame him. I don't blame him being upset at all that his dad is gone. Like, I never expected his father to, like, in a sense, just leave this planet so abruptly but let's get into it let's get into the tracks on this one mr ed this one starts out very very crunchy very very quick and fast i'm not the biggest fan of some of it but overall this song is not bad i think personally then it moves on to horribly right which feels like it's almost like a breakup song from him uh, like but i know it isn't at the same time, they hear the guitar riffs and the bass. I know a, a, I know Wolfgang did all the stuff himself for the most part. I don't think he had any help on this one. He might have, but I know from what I can tell, this is all him himself. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff isn't, I don't think, um, I don't know if it's all him or not, but I know when he performed Distance Live a while back, he um, did actually kind of, um, what's it called, have a, a backing band with him. But I gotta say, it's quite good. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean... Epiphany is one of the most sweetest songs I can think of on this album, and it just, it works. It just, it's so different. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's hard for me to put everything down into words that I'm trying to por portray with this whole album, but I know a couple of the songs on here I like. This one was great. This, uh, one of the hits on this one was Don't Back Down. This one had a very, very heavy hard rock arena rock sort of edge to it that worked in its own right and it works well but i don't know if i enjoy it as much resolve and you'll be the one kind of feel like they blend together but they they work um the next one on this track like on this album 
And we're already halfway through this. It feels like, holy crap. Mammoth, the title track, you could say, for this album. And it's it's, heav- it's heavy. It's very, very big, like a fucking woolly mammoth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit myself for that one later on, for that terrible pun. But... Circles, after that one, it feels like it goes around and around like one. It doesn't, like... It's almost like a burnout. Like, it's almost like a big circular donut sort of thing that you do as in a car or something. And it's very different. But the big picture and Think It Over are next. Honestly, I had to say Think It Over is a better one over the big picture. I like the feelings of it. I like the f- sounds that they provide. Think It Over is pretty good. You're to blame. It's also very heavy in a sense. It kind of... It makes it feel like someone he's blaming someone over something that happened. It almost like it sounds like a breakup song. A lot of these ones do sound like breakup songs, but they're also very edgy rock, pop rock sort of feelings. Feels good. I love the bass tones in it. It's very subtle and very quick to like just to get grooving. Stone is the only one I could say out of all the ones that I'm gonna say I like on this one. Is actually a very Allison Chains meets Van Halen esque, almost Van Halen three sort of feeling on the album, because I know with Van Halen three those some of those songs were just long, long, and doesn't help that it was all pretty much done by like all the stuff was produced by Eddie himself and. Honestly, I, I'm still sad that Eddie is gone, but we come to um, the last song on the album. I'm sorry, this one's a little shorter than the Noel Gallagher one. I don't know how the garbage one's going to be, but I know the last song I've listened to so many times. It's It hurts. It hurts me to even talk about this song, because as much as I love Eddie, I gotta say, this song is a very nice farewell to him. Almost, it, if there was... One more reunion with everyone, even including Wolfgang, Mark Anthony, even Gary and Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth. They were able to come back with a group of shows up and down the West Coast, a little bit of Japan or wherever they were to go. And they were to have everyone show up, like Gary Sharon showed up for a couple songs. Even though he wasn't there for a whole, he was only there for Van Halen 3, that was it. It would still be nice to see everyone come back, like even Sammy. They just have everyone just reconcile and say, hey. Let's do this for all the fans. Don't let them get to you. Don't let them care that, hey, like, no one liked Van Halen 3 or whatever. We're all going to do this together. We're all going to talk. We're going to rock the shit out of this. We're going to rock it all the way up and down, and you're never going to forget it. Sort of thing. They could have done that, but we never got to that because, uh, like I mentioned, Van Halen passed away last year. And this song is actually a bit of a farewell to Eddie from Wolfgang Van Halen, from his son. And that song is called Distance. And this song is, I hate to say it's one of my favorites on this album, but I really love the tone of the guitar. I love how it just starts with like a simple like drum beat going on, something that Alex would probably be okay with. Like if he was to, like his uncle, Uncle Alex, if he was to help him make this. It sounds something very, very subtle, very simple, like boom. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very simplistic. 
and the acoustic guitar in it, it makes it work. And it just literally, I have to look at the lyrics right now for this song. It's literally just the way it starts is um. Let me find it. Let me find the song. Like, literally, the first couple of lyrics on the song are like, "I'm so happy, you found a place that's better for you than this rock we're living on," and literally like. It just sounds so, like it sounds like he's upset. He's sad that his his dad is gone. Even like, even the next verse, like I'm so nervous. Don't know my place. A life without you. I'm not ready to move on. Like literally, I know he is sad. Even the next couple of song, like couple of verses, he's also kind of sad. Like, the best part of this song to me is honestly, no matter what the distance is, I'll be with you. No matter what the distance is, you'll be okay. Almost like it's Eddie saying to him, hey, I'll always be with you, Wolfgang, no matter what. You'll never, ever, ever be alone. Like, it's just... It doesn't sound like it is, but it is, actually, and it's... Like, this first impression from Wolfgang overall, this whole album as a first impression, to me, I hate to be biased. I love Van... I used to love Van Halen as a kid. I still do like Van Halen. Not a lot, mind you, but I still enjoy what they've done. I love what they've made. I don't want to be biased on him. I don't want to be biased on a first-time debut album. But maybe I can be a little bit. But I'm going to have to say... Hold my strength. Like, I'm going to have to hold my wits about me and not give this a total perfect score. But it is a perfect... It's a perfect... If I'm honest, a perfect first impression from the son of a guitar legend, more or less, of a rock legend. And I hate to sound nepotistic because it sounds like nepotism that I'm thinking it's the best thing ever since sliced bread. I'm not. What I am saying, for the time it has come out, this is a perfect album to... Jam on through for a couple songs. Listen to a couple of them. You don't have to listen to them all. But I would recommend you listen to Stone, Feel, Don't Back Down, Resolve, and You'll Be the One as well as Mammoth. If you're just wanting to get through just the day, you just want to listen to something very just drive, hard rocky. If you want something that you can listen to on a drive, like out wherever you're going and you just want to be through the city you want to get through the day boom there you go but if you want something that's somber and emotional you you're to blame and mammoth well distance are perfect for that but to rank this album and to more or less give my final thoughts on it because i already have sort of overall mammoth wvh by mammoth wvh gets i hate to say it the perfect score it gets a 10 but I don't want to make it sound like it's the best thing ever. It's not. It it still has its quirks, but you know what? Maybe I'm too generous. I'm going to give it a 9. I still think if you're a fan of Van Halen, if you liked what Wolfgang did with Tremonti and Alter Bridge, and, oh, not Alter Bridge, what he did with 
Van Halen itself, like, with a different kind of truth. If you liked Van Halen before, if you like what Wolfgang did on his own, in a sense, like, when he was working with his Tremonti, if you think that's a good bit of work that he did on bass, and if you like how he worked with Clint Lowry for a little bit, I don't know if he, um, yeah, he's, apparently he worked with him a little bit, I don't know, but I don't really know what albums he worked on, but I don't know, I guess he did work on something with him, but hey, either way, if you like what he did in Van Halen, what you, if you liked what he did with Tremonti, I think you're gonna like this album. I'm not saying you're you're gonna hate it or like it. I personally think you're gonna like it. I know I like it, even though I never really listened to Mark Tremonti's solo work. I think for a first time debut, especially with his artwork that he's got going on, it's it it kind of adds to that ten. But I'm, I I don't want to really give it the true ten. I have to say this album gets the nine. It, it it's for it's quite damn good. If you're a fan of Van Halen, like I mentioned. Go listen to this album. Go listen to this album. Form your opinions on it. Enjoy it. Because, honestly, I can't tell you enough how much I love this album now. I'm probably going to be listening to this album just as much as I was probably listening to the first single, Distance. When I first heard it last year. I'm probably going to be listening to it as much as I did then. Back in October of last year. I might be listening to it at the end of, like, throughout the end of the year. This might be my number one album I listen to throughout this year. I don't know what will be. I know Apple Music might know because they have a, what's it called? A Made For You replay. It's probably going to be updated. Like, heck, right now, my number one so far is actually Distance by by uh, Wolfgang. So, you know what? It might change. My, my number one album could overall be of this year, the debut album by Mammoth WH. I don't know. But I know that I have one more album in me this week. I'm probably going to do it this weekend. I'm not doing it today as much as I should. I have another I have another video I need I need I have another podcast I will do to kind of counteract that for this record day record store day special. And that will be No Gods No Masters by Garbage. And when that is finished, I will upload it all and you will all hopefully enjoy it all even if it's too short of a fucking group. I don't care. I decided to go with something that I thought worked. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm ranting. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. But it's a good-ass album. And I want you all to understand that. No Gallagher's was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But this one, for us, a first impression from someone who hasn't really done anything on their own before. Like, hasn't really struck out. They mostly, like worked with their dad or worked with someone else like it it's interesting to see them kind of do this themselves i do recommend this album i definitely think you should go check it out even if you're not a fan of van halen you think it's just too uh it's too much for me it's too it's too much hand rock from the 80s and 70s get out of here with that if even if you don't like them give Give Wolfgang a chance, alright? He's doing a first impression. I personally think it's great. But it's up to you to be the judge of what you think is good and what isn't. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am signing off. See you all next time. End transmission. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to 
Music from the Curator's Chair. I am back from my record, stay, record store day amusements, you could say. I got myself a nice small little haul. A little expensive, but you know what? It's worth it for record store day. Now, most people may not know what record store day is. And you're kind of wondering, what is that? You've heard probably a few things about it. But basically, it's basically a day that is dedicated to all the record stores around the world. There's a lot of ambassadors about it. There's a lot of people that are all about it. Like a press special edition versions of albums that are maybe coming out this like a week ago. Like a week prior or what have you. Sometimes it's brand new stuff or stuff that's been pressed before but never on vinyl before. And it's on an exclusive sort of print or type of vinyl. I know there's two albums that I got today and one... That was a special one in a thousand um, seven inch pressing. The new uh, pressing that I got was actually, well, the seven inch pressing was actually from uh, Roy Ayers. Now, Roy Ayers is someone that most people may not know, but he's a very big legend in the jazz fusion and neo soul scene. He's one that helped. Pioneer, Acid Jazz, Jazz Fusion, Jazz Funk, all that good stuff out there. Some may not know, but he was in the video game Grand Theft Auto 4, where he hosted a radio station and also had his own music in there, as well as another station called The Vibe on there. He did Fusion FM as the host, and he hosted, and he also had one of his own songs. He had two songs on, on in a sense, a two for of sorts in the sta- in the station. He had. Roy Ayers Music Production, also known as RAMP, the acronym. Acronym to RAMP, I should say. And his own, Funk in the Hole. But the other song was Daylight by RAMP. But he also did that. And the song that he got that he released today, we pressed today, was actually two. It was a seven-inch vinyl record that was one in a thousand. Chicago slash Washington, D.C. I believe it was called. But you want to know what else I got? Well... I can't show proof of what I got because I don't have an Instagram or anything like that. And I don't want you guys to try and follow me on Facebook or Twitter because I'm not using those sites anymore. But the other two are two of some bands I love. In the, like One of my favorite bands from the 90s. And the other one, not my absolute favorite, but still one I enjoy listening to. And I have an album that I will be doing a review of later this weekend. And I will review it and I will give my thoughts on it. It is uh, the one that I'm going to talk about later this weekend, or probably released sometime this week, is uh, Garbage's No Gods, No Masters, and the other one is the live in Mexico City Rage Against the Machine album, which is the first time it's ever been pressed on vinyl, which I'm surprised it was never pressed before. But again, it's actually kind of good that it was out. Rage Against the Machine, live in Mexico City. I think this was... uh, Something that happened a couple of years ago, I think. Um, yeah, the Battle of Mexico City, actually, not live Mexico City, but it's basically, it was recorded in 1999 on October 28th, and was released a couple of years later, a little bit after the band kind of disbanded in 2001. Which, sadly, I'm, uh, they disbanded for a time. Audio Slave was formed, which was also a great band. That was basically Rage Against the Machine 2.0 in a sense, but it had Chris Cornell... And I think that was it. There was no one else from Soundgarden in the band, but that was how they kind of started themselves out to be. But it's also a video and whatnot. It's 
wow, I'm just surprised, honestly. Because it's the first time it was ever actually released on uh, vinyl, I believe. And it's quite amazing, to be honest. And I'm glad I have it. Like, I'm glad I have one of these, like, very special things that you don't really have, honestly. Then again, I kind of like that sort of thing about, um... What's it called? Like, I kind of like that idea when it comes to this sort of thing with, um... Like, Record Store Day. Because Record Store Day, you can, you can still buy vinyl any other day. But this is a day that's kind of dedicated to artists pressing a specialized vinyl for that one moment in time. I do have another album that's going to be on its way very soon. I'll talk about... I might add to this set this video as a redux later on when i get it because it is something that's meant to be out today but it is not so i will get it later this month and i will talk about it and then it, like not really do an unboxing because i don't have a youtube channel for it but i will probably do something in the future with something like that i might even start my own uh one about it for this podcast i don't know all i know is i'd rather do the audio side of things and i thought i would just give you guys a brief update on this by the time this is all out this won't really matter because this is just going to be part three of four or five or whatever many that i make for this record store day segment i might make another one for july 10th i might i might not it depends if i go out on record store day that day and buy anything if i don't that's fine i went out today to grab a couple things that i wanted if they're not out if I don't see anything for the 10th that I want to get next month, I won't go out and get anything. I don't plan to. I might. I might not. Who knows? All I do know is that I'm happy that I'm doing this podcast and letting you guys know what's up. Until next time, I will be in the next review. You will hear it very, very soon. It's coming up right about now. So I will catch you all next time. End transmission. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. It is time for part four of Music from the Curator's Chair. Now, what can I say about this one? Well, there are no masters, and there are no gods. As Shirley Manson has said about this new album by Garbage, no gods, no masters. This is, I do believe, the seventh LP by Garbage, the band. The alternative rock trip-hop group from the States, I believe. The band was originally from Wisconsin. Yes, Madison. They are mostly known for rock, but they do a lot of trip-hop, electronic, post-grunge, industrial rock stuff. But they were around for at least since the 90s, since 1993 to 2005. And they, they came around, and then they broke up for a little bit. Came for, for a one-year reunion, and then since 2010, they've been together ever since Shirley Manson Duke Erickson Steve Marker and Butch Vig their first debut album was critically acclaimed upon their release and sold over 4 million copies and even it even achieved double platinum certification in the UK US and Australia which is quite an achievement and some of their songs that were big were Only Happy When It Rains Stupid Girl their second album is one of my favorites version 2.0 and it has quite a bit of good stuff on there. Their third album didn't really match its commercial success compared to version 2.0 and their original album, which kind of sucks. They kind of like uh, they kind of broke up after like their fourth album, "Be Like Me," but regrouped to complete it more or less. 
But um, they were about to take an indefinite hiatus. They haven't broken out, but they wish to pursue high like personal interest, and then they basically came back for one like some new stuff for their greatest hits, and then they reunited, and they have self released three albums so far. Not your kind of people. Strange Little Birds, which came out in 2016, and now their newest album, No Gods, No Masters. And this album, I know there's some extra stuff that is on this version that I have. There's like maybe five extra songs, there's a couple extra songs on here. I'm not going to listen to them myself, personally. I didn't want to talk about them because I don't feel that's right to anyone that has bought the album that does not get the deluxe edition content, which, to me, kind of sucks. If you have it on Apple Music or whatever then you can go and make your own review about those. I might make a review later down the road for those extra songs, but I felt like I'm just going to do the standard songs. I'm not going to talk about the cover stuff at all because what that's what pretty much it is. It's just a bonus disc of uh, covers, more or less, from what I can tell. And it's a lot of... Um, it's a lot about short-sighted racism, sexism, misogyny across the world, as well as the rise of capitalist short-sightedness. And it's just... Very, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but, um, I know I got a alternate, I got one yesterday from Record Store Day that came with a pink vinyl pressing and an alternate cover art, which is basically the same, and it was one of 2,700, apparently, which was also kind of awesome, and there was a couple pressings that, like, um, never mind, I'm, I'm trying to see, yeah, there's some, I guess the... Deluxe edition includes a bonus disc of standalone singles released between 2013 and 2018. I'm not sure which ones are which. I think one of them might have been... I think No Gar no Horses, because... Well, On Fire and The Chemicals, as well as Destroying Angels in Time Will Destroy Everything, are the extra songs. I personally just don't want to talk about them, because I don't think it's necessary. But I'm going to talk about the main album itself. It starts off with The Men Who Ru Rule the World, which starts off with some slot machine, sort of like a jackpot winning. And the production on this song, besides it talking about gambling and just pretty much capitalism, like people that rule the world in such a misogynistic way, is very intense. The production... Almost, it's all, all, this album is all over the place with its production. It's very electronic rock-esque. It's not very alternative, if I'm truly honest, but I know what they're trying to go with. It is trying to be something different, something very, very edgy of sorts. Like, even Shirley Manson even said, this is our seventh record. The significant numerology of which affected the DNA of its content. The seven virtues, the seven sorrows, the seven deadly sins. And it's just, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. I haven't listened to Garbage in such a long time. It's been a long time since I've really listened to one of their albums, but this is just a good starter, if I'm truly honest. It's not like, uh, what was the first one on version 2.0? I'm trying to remember right now, off the top of my head. I cannot remember at all, but I remember the first couple songs on there were just amazing. I remember that. Like, the first, that was like my first album I ever listened to by them as well, so that, yeah, Temptation Waits was like one of their first couple tracks on there that was great, then I think I'm Paranoid, one of my absolute favorites, When I Grow Up, Medication Special, like those are just, bam, 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 
amazing, but whatever. I'm not trying to uh, go on a tangent about another album. The Creeps was the second song on this album that really... This one actually made me like, whoa, this is some good stuff. Like, keep it going, Shirley and friends. Keep it going, please. For the love of God, keep it fucking going. Uncomfortably Me felt a little... I think this one, besides The Creeps, which had the misogynistic feeling, also had a nice production value to it that really... um, push what they're trying to go for in a new direction and even if i don't ever hear another garbage album from if i never hear another album by them again this could be one of their songs like one of their albums that leaves them on top may not be the best out there but if i'm honest this is a fucking good album so far wolves the next big hit on this album this song was very um animalistic in nature I had a very ambient rock sort of feeling, but with a little bit of um, pouncing on it. Almost like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like it, You think it's going to be a rocky, edgy song, but it, it makes you wait. Waiting for God was another one that I just... It kind of blended in with everything else, honestly. It was kind of one of those songs I just... I don't remember right now off the top of my head. Godhead itself was one that was very... Very anti-misogynistic. And it was very well-known. Like... If I had a dick, would you blow me? Like, this sort of thing. Like, Shirley's, like, really, like... Trying to say, would you do this if I was this? You know what I mean? Like... Almost like she's trying to transition herself into a transgender... Person... And she's trying to go from female to male, which I think is a transgender male. I'm not too certain on the terminology anymore, but I know the way they go with this album, like this song is just, oh, holy. Then Anonymous Triple X, this one kind of feels like it's a bit of a porn song in a sense, but it's not. It's not violent in the sense of a pornographic film or song in a sense, but... It's a good way to kind of tie in the second half of this album. And it really just delves into some deep, deep territory. A Woman Destroyed is one of my favorites on this album. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's one of my favorites. And then Flipping the Bird. I feel like most people that are my age know what that fucking means. I'm sorry for swearing, but I feel like most of you will know what that actually means. If you don't, I'm sorry, but you are in for a freaking shock. But, um... Now we come to the title track. No Gods, No Masters. This one really almost ends the album in a sense where it sets the tone, like, this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about this, that, or the other thing. Because we don't need to. We don't need to tell you how to live your life there's no religion that should tell you how to live your life. Like, there's nothing of that sort that should tell you, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, the last song on this album, This City Will Kill You. Honestly, I feel like it does actually kind of make sense because a lot of... The big city can always be... something from a, Someone that comes from a small city could really think, oh, the big city will be great. It'll make me feel awesome inside. Don't believe that, honestly, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they're basically saying with the song. Like, don't believe the hype on that sort of thing. Because you know what? At the end of the day, 
it's gonna kill your soul like no matter what if you're some kid from like let's say you're from i don't know the middle of uh the state somewhere like i don't know maybe you're in the middle of a small town in new mexico and you find yourself moving to chicago illinois you're gonna find yourself not being the same person you once were if you were stuck in a ho-bunk little town for x amount of time then you find yourself out here you're gonna find yourself either being killed by the city like your soul's gone or you're gonna find yourself changing completely where you're still you but you may not be who you aspired to be originally I think that's what the term, like, what they're trying to go with with this last song. And you know what? This song kind of works to finish the album perfectly, if I'm truly honest. I have no issues with this album. I think this album is great. I would like to... I don't want to say this is the worst album I've ever heard, because there is not been many albums that I hate at all. But so far, out of all the albums that I've listened to over this record store day long weekend of sorts there is one album that i did want to listen to but i didn't get a chance to before i did this, the end of the podcast i might do this one at a later time i would say this album from garbage is strong but out of the ones that are like the ones i've listened to this weekend i would say this i hate to say this but it's almost the weakest as much as i want to give this an album a solid number I'm going to say if you're a fan of Garbage and you haven't listened to them in a while, go check this album out. I'm going to give this album an eight, a 7 out of 10. I'm not saying it's the worst album that I've listened to overall, but this is one of the weakest that I've listened to so far, realistically. But I still I love Garbage as a band. This is not... Maybe I'm too harsh on the 7. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Like... This is a good album. It's a great way to come back after a couple years. I'm not saying it's a comeback album. Quite the contrary. I would say their comeback album, to be perfectly honest, is actually... Um, their comeback album, to me, would be actually... After uh, Believe Like Me, which came out in 2012. Not your kind of people. To me, that would be their like true comeback if I'm honest, even if it wasn't their absolute best, I would still say that is their comeback. And honestly, it was quite, this album is quite dark, but it does work to its own element. Like it really charges you with the fact that like, there are people out there that rule this world and are absolutely sickening. Like they allow, like literally, there was someone that ruled the U.S. for four years who was an absolute pig. I'm not mentioning his name, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. You should know who I'm talking about. That man is sick. He will never, I hope he never does actually win again. But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed my little record store day binge on music. I'm going to have to maybe do a another one next month i might actually include the album that i didn't listen to during this review during that time if i go out at all if i don't i'll just make another review for that month anyways and that album is actually the battle of mexico city which is by rage against the machine it is their live album 
that was first pressed, it was the first time pressed on vinyl yesterday. And that one's about 15 tracks. It's about an hour or so. I might do it. I want to kind of do it, but at the same time, I'm not going to do live albums on, on this, if I'm truly honest. I'm not going to try and do live albums unless it's a special pressing album that I kind of want to listen to and it's something that I kind of want to, like it's from a band I love. Then I might, but at the end of the day, I don't see myself doing live album reviews because for me, I just don't think that works for this format. This is more for studio pressed releases that are out now and I'm listening to them or albums that I've wanted to listen to in the past. But overall, this has been a great weekend. I'm releasing this. When you're probably hearing this, this has already probably been a couple of days since Record Store Day. But you know what? That's the way of the beast. Sometimes life gets ahead of you. You can't schedule something in advance. Sometimes you just have to go with the ebb and flow. You just got to go with the flow and be like water. Be like water and just flow. Don't let it stop you. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great couple of... It's been a great podcast so far, ladies and gentlemen. I'm happy that I've been doing this as well as Midnight Movie Confessionals. This is something that will be ever so often. I know next week I will probably have another review by... Probably on Friday next week. I'm not too certain, but I might. I might not. It depends on how I feel about it. And it depends on my overall mood. I might not do it because, honestly, the next album review I want to try and do, I might not do because of the fact that I love the band, but I just don't like their current lineup right now. But, who knows? I might do it. I might not. The next album review, hopefully, if I decide to do so, will be... Crash of the Crown by Styx. If not, it'll be something later on down the road, probably in July, if I find something that really speaks to me. I know there was one album I was going to do, but I didn't. That one's kind of in the graveyard now for its review, but that's it. That's all, ladies and gentlemen. That's all she wrote. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. If you got out and bought anything for Record Store Day... Go ahead and take a write a review on iTunes about it. Let me know what you guys think. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Come on, give me a review on Spotify or wherever you can send positive feedback on these reviews. If you come about these, please, it really helps me improve this podcast and improve everything else about this podcast. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you all next time. This is Scott signing out and transmission.